Welcome to the Dare to Care podcast, brought to you by HR Culture. And now here's your host, Susan Judd. Hi there, and welcome to episode two of Dare to Care podcast. I'm Susan Judd. I'm here with my uh, guest today, Margaret Craig, the Operations Manager of Designer Living Kitchens, an Australian family-owned kitchen builder and installation business. Before Margaret joined Designer Living Kitchens, she spent 35 years working with an organisation that you might know called Laminex. Both at Laminex and Designer Living Kitchens, Mark spent a lot of time working with, engaging and training young people in the workplace. Probably even Gen X's when they first came into the workplace, then Gen Y's and now the young people coming into our workplace and Mark's workplace are Generation Z. Um, and in those, and and in particular, um, those young people have been in those apprenticeships in um, carpentry, joinery, and cabinet making. Um, so we're going to be talking today about uh, to Mark about her her five questions that we've we've given her the five questions before she's come along today. Thank so you she's goodness. had a so she's had a little bit of time to uh, to reflect and think about um, how she might answer those questions. But some of the things we're going to ask her about are about some of the challenges she's experienced with young people um, in the workplace, but not only young people, just the industry in general, I guess. Um, Some of her best experiences, some of the great things that happen in the workplace for Marg, and uh, we're going to then move on and ask her about her expectations of young people. What, um, you know, what are some of the the red-hot expectations that she has when she has young people join the organisation. We're going to ask Marg what she believes are critical skills that are required for young people for the future of work um, and in particular in her industry. And um, and finally, we're going to ask Marg what's her best advice that she has for young people entering today's modern workplace and in particular in her industry. Um, so first thing I'd like to do is give Mark a warm welcome. Welcome, Mark. Thank you so much for having me here today, Susan. It's um, ch- uh, Young people are a passion of mine in the workplace and um, I feel thrilled that I can share some of my knowledge with others. Excellent, because as you know, we've talked at Mark and I have known each other for a few years and um, we are both very passionate about making a difference to young people in the workplace and making workplaces better places um, to work for young exactly. people where they're feeling cared for, valued and doing meaningful work. Exactly. Because we know when they feel like that, then they're giving their all, yeah, aren't definitely. they? And they're really enjoying um, better social relationships with the people at work. They're feeling, um, you know, they're feeling more, they're more productive. And more valued. And more valued. So this is, so it's a, it's a massive passion for Marg and I. Um, and so I'm very excited to have her here because, you know, we'll, we're just going to chew the fat for a while <laughs> and talk about stuff we love. Um, so... Let's get started. Um, Margie, let's uh, hear all about some of the challenges that um, you experience in the workplace. At the, what, what are some of the current kind of challenges that you are experiencing in the workplace at the moment? Okay, well, um, probably the big key is going forward into the future, um, we need qualified people. Um, less and less people are considering a trade and, you know, tradespeople are becoming as rare as hen's teeth. Yeah. 
So the challenge is, is to take on board apprentices and help them to integrate from a school environment into the workplace. Mm. Um, you know, they, they um, have to learn how to deal with other generational groups. Yeah. Um, they have to learn how to communicate. They need to learn how to have a conversation. Mm. Um, but they really struggle with taking on a request or a um, task that's been asked of them uh, without challenging it. So, um, you know, why do I have to? Why do I have to use the broom? Mm. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't need to be doing that. I want to build cupboards. Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting. It's probably feedback that I've heard from a lot of employers over the last decade, I guess around um, young people wanting to do the more, you know, do do the more fun stuff, yeah. if you will, as opposed to, you know, I call the broom kind of thing and the, um, the housekeeping. Yes. In your world, though, housekeeping is it's a lot essential. more around safety, yes. isn't it? Not just about, you know, making sure we've got a clean space but that everything's safe. Um, and it's really interesting um, that you're not, you know, you, you're not the only person I've ever spoken to. In fact, I've sp- spoken to hundreds that have said the same thing. So yeah. I think it's um, it's really interesting. But the first thing you talked about um, was about just just this whole need for trades. Yes. This whole, it's, a, it's so massive because for probably a good 20, 25 years, I reckon, if I reflect, schools, the education system has really encouraged kids to go to university absolutely and get that kind of extend extend their education and get that kind of qualification and so we lost a lot of impetus into um you know numbers going into trades didn't we but we're really feeling as a community not just in a regional community but across the country the whole country this you know this whole lack of supply of tradespeople. Well, you know, I don't want people to be uh, be um, classified as labourers. Mm. You know, yep. I, I I want young people to go out there and develop a trade. Yeah. Um, and I suppose if I reflect back, I left school in year ten. I did my secretarial studies for a year at TAFE, and then I launched into the workplace. Can't imagine it, but anyway, <laughs> and that's what you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I went. On, I had the opportunity to go on and manage branches that you know turned over multi millions of dollars and had large numbers of staff through learning on the job. Yeah, and that's what an apprenticeship is. Mm. You're learning on the job. Mm. So it's really building. You know, I, I love the whole concept. I love the whole program of an apprenticeship or a traineeship where they're learning the skills that they need for the industry. Um, to an industry standard, but they're also then working with and beside other people who are sharing their expertise and building that practical application. So they're not having to um, go to, you know, long-term university, long-term lots of lots and lots of study. Yes, there's study involved, um, but it's related to what's happening on the job. And there are also people in the workplace that have... A multitude of skills they've all done their trade they've all been out and done installations they all have the capacity 
to help that individual mm. if they're having any challenges in the uh, theory part of the training. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's fabulous to be able to couple the theory part with the practical application right here, right now. Let's have a go. Yes, you're doing that great. No, you're not doing that so great. Let's have another go tomorrow. Yep. That kind of exactly. construct. Yeah. Yes. So really good. And, you know, that over a period of, let's say, three to four years, if it's an apprenticeship, yes. um, you know, builds us our tradespeople yes. for the future. Yes. Yeah. And, you know... Um, I'll, no, I'll, I'll wait till later. Oh, you've got something up your sleeve. Yeah, I've got something up my sleeve. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, let's progress on and talk to you about um, your best experiences. Yeah. What are some of your, what are some of your great experiences? And, you know, over a career spanning, you know, kind of 40 years, um, you're going to have a few, Yeah, I'll by say. the way. <laughs> I hope. A multitude. <laughs> but listen, let's, let's try and think about my best experience in relation to my current employment. Yeah. And the current range of apprentices that I have in the business because that's that's the most rewarding and yep. the most recent. Great. So we've talked about um, the you know crossing the paths of generations and you know um, the difficulty it, that the school leavers have in communicating with people that might be in their forties, fifties, or sixties. So I used a fantastic tool that Susan delivered <laughs> as part of a supervisor uh, training session delivered by um, New South Wales Training. And that was a chart which talked about what was important to the different generations. Um, you know, whether it was music, cars, um, the type, different types of music, you know, the things that impacted on their lives. And I bought a 50-plus-year-old 50 50 and a 17-year-old and I put them in a room together because they had to work together and they weren't talking. Mm. And I showed them the differences between their generations and I talked about one another's interests. You know, one flies model planes, builds and flies model planes. The other one had a genuine interest in motor cars. So there was automatically somewhere for them to cross-pollinate when it came to to communication. Yeah. Those men, or the young men and the more senior men, then went on to work together amazingly well. Mm. I cannot describe the difference that it made because one wasn't pulling left and the other pulling right. Mm. They were working as a combined team. Yeah. And, so, and I've got goosebumps now. Yeah, good. <laughs> so have I. Um, and it, again, you're highlighting that whole connection yes. across that cross generational connection. Yes. It's really interesting because for the first time ever in our workplaces, we've potentially got five different generations. Yes. Um, and it's only going to get even broader because as the years go by, our generational span gets shorter and shorter as changes happen much faster Definitely. so um so those sorts of tools of just sitting people down and trying to find those cross generational commonalities yes, which so is pretty much what you did yes isn't it it's cross cross generational commonalities just because where you know i'm more senior and 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 you know mr 17 yes. is is much younger and hasn't been around on the planet as long doesn't mean they haven't we can't find something in common yeah. And the interesting thing is uh, the senior gentleman's 
left the business and I've maintained contact with him and he always asks how that individual is. Mm. How's life treating him? What's he doing? Yeah. So, you know, it's had an impact. Yeah, and so it sounds like, you know, that actually they've built this real respect and care, kind exactly. of care. This, they, they care about one another. Yeah, for and, sure. And it's all about, you know, finding common ground, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. There's the relationship piece again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about the light bulb coming on. Yeah. You know, um, the, the younger person, you know, for the first... 18 months, two years, they're they're in a bit of a fishbowl, you yeah. know, and they're swimming around and swimming around and then suddenly, as a manager, you see the light bulb come on and they start to focus, uh, their interactions become different and um, you see them blossom and it's really exciting. It's amazing because so much of that is about, okay, I've now I've made a human connection mm. Now I'm going to buy in mm. to what they're trying to, how they're trying to mentor or coach or train me. Precisely. What are they trying to show me? So actually, no like trust, and then learning happens. Exactly. <sighs> Love it. Okay, so that's our best experiences, yes. right? Okay, now let's talk about expectations as a manager. Now, yeah. I... As you know, Marg, um, you mentioned these workshops that I've been facilitating, these supervisor workshops that I've been facilitating for more than a decade now. Um, and we talk about what are your expectations to the people that come up, the managers and supervisors that come along to those workshops. So I've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people come through those workshops over the years um, and they're all saying similar things. And so yeah. they've been saying, now back when we first started to do those workshops, we were talking about Gen Zs coming in as yes. the young people in our... Sorry, Gen Ys coming yes. into our workplaces um, as the young people. We've progressed on another generation and now we're talking about Gen Zs who are 22 or younger. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to hear what, if, if at all, the expectations have changed or what you expect, what you expect and need. Well, look, you know, I want... Um, potential young people transitioning from school to the workplace to understand there's not a whole bunch of difference between school and the workplace. Okay, Marg, let's move on to your um, what some of your expectations are as a manager um, of your young people, Gen Zs, coming into the workplace at the moment. Okay. Well, look, the workplace really is not that different from school. You still have to wear a uniform. You still have to get there on time. And your teacher is your supervisor, your manager, uh, the training provider. You know, they're, work, they're, work, they're workplace people, but they still carry the role of the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can be working on your own. You can be working as a team. So you need to be flexible in the, in the way that you're prepared to work. And you've done that at school. Mm. So it's no different in the workplace. Um, You need to understand that safety is at the foremost of any business. So if you're asked to wear uh, personal protective equipment, then we're not asking for fun. We're asking for your long-term safety. There's a lot of noise in a factory. Yep. And so for our young Gen Z listeners, personal protective equipment are things like um work boots 
eye protection. Eye protection. Ear protection. Uh, headphones if it's a noisy workplace. Yeah, yeah. High vis so that high vis items of clothing so that you can people can see you. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So you know I. Um, Personal protective equipment is at the low end of the safety scale in terms of its mm. ability, but it's important to look after yourself. You know, you don't want to turn 35 and have no hearing. Mm. Um, so working in uh, noisy environments, take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, how loud is too loud? Uh, a lawnmower is very loud. Yeah. So okay. um, the other thing is that um, if the workplace will or is more than likely to undertake drug and alcohol testing you know that's um, something that you wouldn't be attuned to at school and um, it's ta- it's a very important part of legislation that came out in 2017 and uh, your result may impair your ability to move forward in the business or complete your qualification complete if you're in an apprenticeship. Yeah. Look, you know, I know we love our mobile phones and our screen time, but really the workplace is not a place for those things, as is school. So put them away. You know, you have plenty of opportunity to, to play with those things later on. Yeah, now the, the device, the iPhone, iPad, yeah. digital device, that is for a decade has been a bugbear of every employer I have ever met. Yes. Um, because they it just takes your it takes your concentration away from the workplace. So tell me Susan, how many minutes does it take for you to re- return back to a task when you've been um, distracted, distracted? It's really interesting that you ask that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, when it's actually it's uh, it's a, a minimum of eight minutes from the minute you get a minimum, an absolute minimum of eight minutes from the minute you get distracted to the minute you get back to the work. That's absolute right. minimum, yeah. right? Because you get distracted, people are nice to you. Uh, because they're interrupting you, yeah. then you they talk about what they came and interrupted you about. Then you. Um, talk again because they feel bad because they've interrupted you and then you refo- have to refocus on what you're working on so depending on how long um uh, how long it takes for that the, the meat and bones of that interruption to occur mm-hmm. um it will be a, at, at least eight minutes of your day now if you get interrupted or indeed check your phone 10 times or even 20 times a day that's a lot of minutes right? and those minutes are valuable minutes to the employer. So the expectation is you put the phone away Mm. because we can't afford to lose that kind of time um, in a manufacturing environment Yeah. or in any work environment. Yep, so I'm hearing you loud and clear. I wonder, I hope our our listeners are too. It's just a real expectation of every employer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've touched on start time and finish times. You know, a start time doesn't mean you run in the door and clock on um, when you're supposed to be at your bench starting. So let's say a seven o'clock start time. Yeah. So we want you want people there at ready to rock and roll when the clock hits seven. So not running off to get a coffee. Yeah. Or putting their bag down and their phone away. Yeah. Tools on. Tools ready to go. Bench. PPE attired. Yeah. 
ready, ready to rock and roll. roll. Yep. That's it. Um, and then probably the hardest thing that a young person or a Gen Z, Z is going to be challenged with is being asked to undertake a reasonable request. So a reasonable request, as we've talked about, might be sweeping the floor. Mm. Um, as an employer, we don't need to be challenged as to why the floor needs to be cleaned. You know, it's a basic requirement of any person. I pick up the broom. Mm. You know, yep. no one is beyond picking up the broom and having a bit of a tidy up. Yeah. Um, so don't challenge it, but ask questions. So if you're not sure what the reasonable request is mm. or what the end result is, then don't be afraid to ask why, how does this work? I'm not sure how that goes together. Mm. Can you give me a demonstration? You know, don't be afraid to ask because... Asking questions is the most valuable thing you can do in the workplace. And it, most employers have an expectation that that a young person will ask questions if they Absolutely. don't know something. Yeah. You know how to do something, know, know what, understand why they're doing it that way. Yeah. That, you know, it's a real demonstration of I'm trying hard, I'm concentrating, yeah. um, so, but in and my, I'm unsure. Yeah, in my experience, they'll say, yeah, 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 mm. and you come back to check on them half an hour later and they haven't started because they haven't understood at the outset. Yeah. So ask questions. Mm. Please, mm. ask questions. Let's ask questions. Um, um, the other thing, can I just bring up while we would, because we were talking about the broom yeah. and then asking questions, um, and I just want to go back to for the you know our young our Gen Z listeners, is that if you are indeed in an apprenticeship and um, you, and one of the requirements is that you do a bit of housekeeping and yeah. sweep the floor, the other thing that's really important is you be aware that you are meant to progress in your um, in your skills and qualifications. So. We want you to not only understand that a broom is a part of being a good workplace participant, yes. um, but it's not the only thing you should be learning. Yes. You shouldn't be stuck on. Oh, no. And, the, and, the, and I know this doesn't happen in your workplace, Marg, yeah. but it's in, it, it kind of um, yeah. was about the topic, so I thought yeah. I'd better mention it. So something that's been really valuable for us is um, when I first came early in the business, um, I had the opportunity to set up the schedule for um, who was working on benches, who was working on it in the machine shop and so on. So I put in a rotation system and when things got really tough and we needed extra people on the bench, that meant that because people had been on a rotation system, apprentices, mm. they were able to add value quickly at a time when our time was compressed. Yeah, And that I know has added a tremendous amount of value to the business. Yeah, so that's like increasing everybody's productivity just by them having exposure to different that's parts right. of the business. If they can make a set of drawers, mm. even in their first year, you know, and we're running behind on a on a job, um, we can put them on a bench and they can be an assisting a fully qualified assembler. Yeah, and um, help us squeeze some time out of it. Yeah. And, I, you know, there are times when I've been very grateful for that. Yeah, awesome. Okay, brilliant stuff. Okay, so let's talk about... Let me ask you your fourth question. What do you believe are the critical skills that young people need 
for the future of work. Yeah. Susan, I it's a it's a difficult question, but I think um, from my point of view, I once had a gentleman do a resume for me when I was about seventeen and a half. And I'm very grateful my parents made me extremely responsible. And and um, during that becoming responsible, I adopted a self-help approach. Yeah. Okay? So your development in the workplace revolves around you. It's nobody else. So... You need to come to the workplace with strong communication skills. The ability to talk, ask questions, participate. The ability to be able to do mathematical calculations. It's not difficult maths, Mm. but you've got to be able to look at a sheet and think, hmm, how am I going to optimise what I'm going to cut out of that sheet Mm. to get the best value for it? Yeah. It's not difficult. Yeah. But you do need some basic maths. Yeah. It's interesting because oftentimes um, people will think, you know, maths isn't really a requirement if I'm going into a trade. Mm. But we've talked about this. You and I have talked about this before, how pivotal maths is in terms, just general maths in terms of understanding um, volume and, you know, how yeah. to be more productive, get more out of what Reading the resources I've measure. got. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing you said was, um, you know, talking about coming with communication skills, this ability yes. to um, to ask questions, to listen to instructions, yes. to interact with other people as an effective team member. Yeah. Um, and it makes me think, while you were talking, it made me jump to this whole skill of self-awareness, yes. this whole ability to understand um, what, what I'm good at, what I need to work on, yeah. um, uh, and whether I'm p- laying blame on other people yes. what what part did i play in this situation yes. like coming to the coming to the table or coming to the workplace with those sort of self-awareness skills can i say critical in young people but critical in everybody in a yes. workplace yeah yeah look um but the the big thing moving forward is computer-aided drawing so cad drawing there's no there's nothing at university there's nothing at tafe there's there's no CAD drawing training systems other Mm. than online. Wow, okay. Um, I know that there are a couple of colleges locally that um, introduce CAD drawing to their students. Yep. But, you know, if you can go online, learn CAD drawing for yourself, you'll come as a complete package. And that's really, really valuable. Now, there's a hot tip, listeners. Yeah. Computer-aided drawing. Drawing. CAD drawing. Okay, you come and that differentiates you from other people. Definitely. Woohoo. And um, by the way, that also um, highlights the fact um, that, uh, you know, artificial intelligence is really, because that's part of artificial intelligence, right? This um, systemized, computer-driven system. um, And so then when we couple that with your communication skills... Um, and your ability to be self-aware and pick up a broom yeah. or actually um, and use your initiative to do those things, we've actually got a more holistic person Definitely. That, we're, um, that will be a real um, standout from the crowd Definitely. type of person that will join a workforce. Yeah. Okay, workplace. Okay, 
Fabulous. And finally, our last question. Marg, what's the best advice that you could ha- that you have for our current Gen Zs? <laughs> Look, I, I've been using this line now for a couple of weeks based on um, some discussion with friends. And the best thing I can say is the workplace isn't Google or Siri. There aren't any instant results. It just doesn't happen like that Mm. um you've got to put the effort in yeah you know uh there's no easy way out Mm. you have to have a go Mm. uh and as i said you know hone your communication skills don't be the wise guy you know come on board use good communication grow your skill level and then the world is your oyster once you've got your trade. Mm. You can go anywhere in the world with a trade. Yeah. And opportunities are going to be endless. So You you rarely see a tradesperson out of work, do you? Exactly. I mean, we've got a shortage. We've got a shortage of trades. You list any trade, yeah. and we've got we've probably got a short, some sort of shortage, yeah. um, whether it's you know in the city or in a regional town or a country town. So, um, you know, the, the opportunities are endless. If what you're saying is, if they can get in, do the hard work, yeah. be consistent in their approach, yeah, show a bit of initiative, show a bit of initiative. So, in summary, Mark, what you're saying is um in terms of your best advice is bring along good communication skills the ability to get along with others um in in your team that's really important in our workplaces work hard apply yourself to your learning show some initiative show some initiative um and and not forgetting what you said in your last question bring along a little bit of computer aided drawing and you are going to be a really valuable person in a modern workplace certainly in your industry uh, where we talk about um uh, where we talk about carpentry joinery um, cabinet making making and installing all of the above that's right yeah so um i I think it's been fabulous (laughs) we've gone a lot of places right and i feel like it's been hopefully for our listeners whether they're teachers careers advisors parents gen z's who are thinking about maybe a trade could be for them yes hopefully that they've listened and gone you know what i'm actually going to find out more about that um and i'd be delighted if people who are listening wanted to make contact on our dare to care facebook page that would be useful if they want a little bit more information from you marg we can connect we can connect you um, we can connect to Training Services New South Wales. Yes. Um, and even if you're not in New South Wales, make contact because we're happy to connect you with the correct place in your state or territory. Um, we need tradies. We, we need, need tradies. We need tradies. We need good, solid tradies. We need we need tradies with great work ethic, with great communication skills, with great self-awareness. Um, so that you know because they are the future of our towns exactly and our and our cities um so thanks for listening everybody i'm really i want to you know uh big shout out to margaret craig from designer living kitchens for um giving us her time today to share her insights and answer our 
rather inquisitive questions. <laughs> um, hopefully it's been useful and, of course, I've enjoyed every minute. Uh, so thanks, Mark. Thank you so much. And maybe we'll invite Mark back again. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> and talk about something else. Why not? <laughs> uh, okay, so bye for now, everybody. We will see you next week um, in Episode 3. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Dare to Care podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or find out more about HR Culture and Dare to Care by going to hrculture.com.au. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 